Hi, welcome to the latest episode of CIO Leadership Live. I'm David Binning, Associate Editor of CIO Australia. Joining me now is Dr. Steve Hodgkinson. He's Chief Digital Officer with Victoria Police in Australia. Also our inaugural inductee into the CIO 50 Hall of Fame. Um, Steve, in this was in recognition of his outstanding achievements as a technology leader in the Victorian public sector, predominantly in uh, health and human services. I saw him place in the top 10 of the CIO 56 years in a row. Um, he was formerly a CIO with Victoria's Health and Human Services Departments and recently rebranded Departments of Health, DOH and of Families, Fairness and Housing. Steve is credited with introducing an innovative platform plus agile approach to modernise application development in large government agencies that had been slowed down by deeply embedded waterfall processes for IT deployments. Steve, welcome to CIO Leadership Live. Great to be here, David. Great to have you. So let's uh, let's get straight into, as, as most um, uh, other CIOs in Australia and certainly here at CIO, CIO Magazine, we're aware of your you know, rep, your reputation and in, in respective reputation in this area of um, of agile methodologies. Talk us through, you know, what, what some what that sort of means for you, how that was kind of conceptualised and deployed for you, at, um, in the Victorian Public Service, and then and then you know, obviously in your more current role with Victoria Police, which I understood you commenced in May last year. Yeah. Okay. So when I when I first started as a CIO of the department, what was then Department of Human Services, it quickly became Health and Human Services. Um, my my background had been in um, about eight years or so as a um, industry analyst consultant advisor, which gave me the opportunity to understand pretty broadly what was going on across the IT industry at that time. And then previously, I'd been in a more of a whole of government CIO type of a role, looking across all of the entities of the Victorian government. So, so I brought that kind of perspective of, um, okay, we need to scale and leverage things across a very large, complex organisation. Um, and a better awareness about what was going on with the industry, cloud services, agile methods and such like. So coming into the role, I was um, I really accepted the role on the proposition that the way that government agencies typically try and go around IT systems is no longer fit for purpose. Um, and that's particularly when we look at it through the lens of the dynamic rate of change. Uh, it's true in all organisations, but particularly in government agencies and particularly in uh, frontline transactional service agencies, health and human services. The rate of change is so high that if you take too long to do something, you will miss the target. Like this right. yeah. kind of simple proposition. And, and when you look at the usual way of going about things in government IT, it just takes too long. And no surprises, if you take too long and it's too complicated, the wheels fall off for one reason or another. And even if they don't, the target has moved by the time you get there. So the basic proposition that I was um, trying to drive was ways to accelerate the, the rate at which we deliver um, new digital solutions um, in, into the front line of service delivery. And that must have been very difficult culturally within large government departments, right? Because you're talking about decades of sort mm. of entrenched waterfall style approaches, not for not just for program delivery, but also for funding, right? Yeah, exactly. There's the, the, the entire system is set up to frustrate mm. 
uh, moving quickly. Frustration at scale. Yes, frustration at scale. To set up, to frustrate moving quickly and changing as you go, uh, which are kind of the you know the core fundamental propositions of, um, of of an agile method is to acknowledge that it's not possible to necessarily know at start perfectly what the solution looks like. And so there's a degree of um, having the best idea you can, getting started quickly, creating a minimum viable whatever it is, um, and then having the, the wherewithal to quickly iterate that based on user feedback on um, on what works, what doesn't work, etc. Now that is just not at all the way most government departments and agencies operate, because of this inherently linear mindset of mm-hmm. needing to write some perfect form of words which articulates a future state, and then progress um, from one step to the other to the other to the other over years to pursue that um, target. It just doesn't work, and it's it's um, it proved to be the most difficult thing to unpack um, people's sense that, well, how could you possibly do something if you do not know exactly what it is you are going to do? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. That kind of manifests itself in, um, you know, requirements, documents and business cases and, you know, long-term propositions. Yeah. Which all rely on the fact that by some miracle the target will stay still while you do all that yeah sure mm-hmm. and and obviously you were you know uh, a technology leader within victorian health throughout covid mm-hmm. what what was some of your what were some of your proudest accomplishments accomplishments there mm-hmm. well so um it, t- it took uh, I, I started in health and human services really in 2014-15 covid was 2020, 21. Um, and it, it took, quite frankly, it took that period of time, four or five years or so, to change the direction of things and to introduce a fundamentally different way of going about building applications. Mm-hmm. Called that Platform Plus Agile. It's well articulated in my LinkedIn articles. And it has the proposition uh, of running through the entire life cycle in a different way. The way you get money, the way you build a multi-year investment um, portfolio of, of things, the way you um, procure um, platforms and then use those platforms um, uh, many, many times to deliver many things, mm-hmm. not a different platform for each application, you know, procure platforms strategically and then use them in many ways. Agile methods, the whole agile methodology, um, partnerships with an ecosystem of vendors, which enable you to resource projects quickly um, and have the right skills to do the right things at the right time. Yeah. Uh, and then ways of articulating that as a high cadence program of activity. So one of the things that I found most satisfying during the COVID period was um, that was preparation meeting opportunity. <laughs> So we had set ourselves up in a way of operating which was really perfectly tuned to what was required to be done during that period, Mm. um, which was very, very fast moving, no time to do all of the usual things, but needing sophisticated um, digital systems to be in place to enable the things that had to happen. Uh, And the most satisfying the pinnacle of all of that was an application called uh, COVID Test Tracker for Victoria. Yes. 
So it was an application that um, uh, was used on the front line of COVID testing, um, enabled the collection of, um, of a body of data which, you know, which informed the character of the test situation, and then um, um, processed that uh, test sample and the data through 19 different pathology labs and into the department's COVID uh, testing and, and contact tracing systems. Um, now that all needed to be developed. Like it was the first minimum viable product was literally stood up in two weeks from start to finish. Um, now that was not some shonky proof of concept knocked up um, you know, in, a, in an unsustainable manner. That was two weeks to deliver a minimum viable product enterprise grade solution based yeah. on sustainable platforms that embedded um, good usability features available on any device and fully secure for protected level data. Yeah. And, um, and, as, and as we know, that was, sorry, go on. Uh, so, and so that, um, that just meant that we could quickly stand up something mm but then quickly iterated um, based on feedback from the front line, but also on the changing character of the pandemic, changing requirements for testing, changing requirements for the information that needed to be collected, all on the fly and done in a continuous integration, continuous deployment um, agile model. And so um, that all worked. Um, it was fit for purpose for the situation um, and it was the product of four or five years of, of, of transformation yeah. of the way that the department went about it. So it was very satisfying to see that in action as a proof, if you like, yeah. of how this could work at huge scale um, with protected level data and in very kind of sensitive situation. Yeah, and, and of course this was integral to the COVID response in Victoria and Melbourne, as we know, as all Australians know, Victoria slash Melbourne had the probably the worst set of COVID circumstances to deal with. Having having put yourself through all of that, of course, and um, one might accuse you of being a sucker for punishment, then you've moved over to Victoria Police. It's uh, Victoria Police is the largest police force in Australia with 22,500 staff across 500 locations and an annual budget of $4 billion. What... Um, yeah, what 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 led you to want to make that particular change? Uh, perhaps jumping from the fry pan into the fire. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I suppose I'm a um, public sector tragic, and I live in Melbourne. That makes me yes. a Victorian public sector tragic. Right, as a particular um, particular beast. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I I I'm intellectually attracted to the complexity of the environment and um, and the well the 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 virtue of the work really mm. um, it is important work needs to be done needs to be done properly better mm. Mm. Um, and so seven years in that health and human services is long enough um, and i was looking around for where to go next um, i wanted to stay within the public sector and victoria police um, is an organization that um, has a, a particular set of operational challenges as mm. Everyone would know how challenging it would be to do that kind of work. Um, and also has, for a long period of time, um, struggled with um, modernising its approach to IT, um, which is uh, tends to be true of um, kind of um, uh, emergency services organisations as a general thing. Um, the pressures on the organisation and the 
um, the requirement to um, deliver things 24 by 7, mission critical without fail, yeah. you know, does create a, a, a fairly conservative necessarily way of thinking and working. Um, but at the same time, um, we all know that digitization um, is transforming every aspect of, of the world and in the way things are done, and it's no different in policing. Yeah. So responding to the future means that an organization like this just has to make the change to um, basically, you know, from my experience, the platform plus agile type way of going about things, yep. which is a big change for this organization. Um, I, I saw it as an opportunity to, to, um, to, to leverage what I had learned and bring it into a new context. Yeah. I mean, such enormous, I mean, as, 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 our viewers, Australian viewers, will know we've um, we've interviewed Gordon Dunsford, who's the former head of IT at New South Wales Police, many times, and written countless articles uh, on on him. And as we know, um, speaking to Gordon and, and speaking to you as well, Steve, there's incredible uh, potential for digital technologies to make um, law enforcement more 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 effective, more efficient, um, more targeted. Talk, talk us through some of the projects that you're working on at the moment and, and, and just 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 quickly before we get into that I'd, I might note the um, the impressive arsenal of the digital services and security uh, so the digital services and security department with Victoria police 20,000 workstations laptops 11,000 iPads 8,000 iPhones 13,000 radios 10,000 body worn cameras 300 systems large or small, handling over 350,000 service requests every year. And um, at a pretty, uh, one, one might assume, a fairly intense level of uh, focus on, on cybersecurity as well. Yes. So um, those of us living in Victoria don't need to be reminded about cybersecurity risks. Um, no. Look at um, the fact that um, Fire Rescue Victoria, one of our agencies, uh, in the emergency services sector has been impacted by a significant ransomware incident, um, which happened in December. So That's right, yeah. security is front and centre. Mm, yes. <laughs> Everyone's yes. consciousness right now. In case, um, any, in case anybody asks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the, the, thing, the thing with that large operational environment of Victoria Police is um, it's, a, it's a product of the scale and breadth of services of the organisation itself. So um, policing organisations do um, a quite frankly mind-boggling array of different things. Um, yeah. By and large, that creates a fairly decentralised, evolved style of organisation. Um, there are many different commands doing different things um, on the spectrum of, um, of frontline policing, um, turning up to people's houses when they request assistance in domestic violence or crime, other crime situations, um, being in the community, you know, in vehicles um, and in police stations and, and having access to the information that they need to have access to, mm. to do something useful um, or in response mm. to whatever is happening in front of them. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of one extreme, that's very, very large scale, um, needing digital devices in the hands of um, individual police members so that they can quickly source information and assess the risk, um, transact, um, you know, a, a digital service, you know, shall we call it, of, um, of presenting an infringement notice or whatever it is. 
um, but also um, have access to the information that they need to coordinate um, other responses and activities, right through to um, more the back office investigation, criminal investigation, intelligence operations, um, along the way with lots of interesting machinery and equipment. Um, and, you know, further off to the right, coordinating um, across multiple jurisdictions, national crime, national intelligence, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So it's a very, very fascinating and interesting thing. <clears throat> the main focus of the work that we are doing is, um, is across those different spectrums. So, of course, there is the usual um, corporate uh, systems, you know, finance, HR, payroll, these, all yeah. these corporate functions. Most of the focus in the last um, five years in Victoria Police through a program called Blue Connect yes. has been around digitizing the devices and services available to an individual police member um, through iPads and um, to a lesser extent iPhones, but moving towards um, iPhones as the primary handheld device. Um, and that's been um, very effective. Um, there's been an, um, a, a lot of work around intelligence systems and better access to data and manipulation of data and reporting. Um, and then into uh, the National Criminal Intelligence System, Victoria Police has been a, um, an early and um, leading adopter of uh, participation in a national um, criminal intelligence system, which, um, which enables um, police members to access data from multiple jurisdictions um, when, when the appropriate authorizations and justifications are in place. Hmm. So a huge spread of things, very sensitive, mission critical, um, high availability, high usability, um, with not enough money, with not enough people, and with not enough and when you look at um, what is the demand, mm. uh, from any practical uh, sense, the demand for new digital solutions, enhancements to the existing ones, and digital innovation generally um, is just overwhelming. Yeah. Um, so my team is, um, if, depending on the day, and around about 300-odd people. Yeah. Now that um, that's, that turns out to be you know a pretty constrained capacity. Money is constrained. There's a lot of work associated keeping everything running, um, mobilising new projects to deliver new systems is um, is fairly much in a procurement plus waterfall kind of approach. Yeah. yeah. Necessary to go to market to do a tender for every individual system. Um, that's been the historical practice. Um, a large outsourcing approach to the core run operations. So that all creates an environment of um, extreme demand for digital innovation um, and a fairly constrained capacity to execute on serving that demand. Um, which is a very similar situation to what it was like in health and human services in 2015. <laughs> um, so, so how do you how do you manage that as a, as a technology leader? What could you share with us about your you know your your observations, your, your learnings over the last several years, particularly the intense COVID period with with Victorian health and human services, and now with with Victorian police. Yes. So the um, my approach to these things. Um, and, and what I'm seeking to do is to put in is to fundamentally reform and 
re-engineer the mindsets and the approach and the thinking to doing all this, to gear it up for more like um, a, a, an environment which could um, cope with the demands placed on it. Yeah. Um, so that means um, the first thing is, uh, and it's, in, in some ways, it's um, it's just get the basics right mm, mm, mm. in 2022 quite so, and so many organizations don't do that so it's a good place yeah. to start and and so it's it's starting with um with a, a, an engagement with senior executives to get them to reconceptualize the relationship between um, demand prioritization focus and money um, and how they build a case and argue for sourcing funding from um, from the government, but also from uh, across and within the department itself, in order to apply it in a more structured way to a multi-year program of investment, mm -hmm. um, which is um, which is hard in, in public sector. It's actually hard to orchestrate that environment mm -hmm. because things tend to be more transactional, knee-jerk, respond to the latest thing. Um, and don't think too far into the future because the pace of change is so high. But we've got, you can't um, engineer digital systems on that basis. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or certainly you can actually, but if you do, what you end up with is fragmented high cost um, uh, systems which are unproductively deployed. Mm. Each one is deployed as if it was a standalone exercise. So right. I've got to get out of that, but you can't get out of it unless you get to a different way of thinking, conceptualizing a program of work and applying money to it. Yeah. The kind of first challenge. Um, and that, that involves establishing a new executive command level governance committee um, and enrolling people um, at a most senior level in a, um, a, a different way of talking and thinking about digital demand. Um, now, that will take time. In the meantime, um, we're using the opportunities we have to um, progressively mobilise um, a, a strategic procurement of um, low-code application um, platform, application development platform cloud services type capability. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll do that not on the basis of a kind of grand experiment, but on the basis of um, procuring something that we need to deliver a critical application and along the way embedding a new way of doing things, um, new partnerships, new um, contracts and capabilities. That's strategically thinking about platforms and what platforms we have and how we get new ones. Um, progressively developing more um, mature, agile ways of, of mobilizing projects and delivering projects in partnership with our strategic vendors. Um, and then improving the practices and the methods and, and, and so of that. Um, improving the way we use data and manage data records um, and intelligence within the organization is a major theme. And all of that is kind of wrapped up in our, what we call a strategy for digitizing Victoria Police, for digitally transforming Victoria Police. Um, so this is, in a way, just getting the basics right. Um, now, I, I often say in my kind of um, writings on these things that in, in this world, um, execution is strategy. <laughs> The strategy, the strategy is to execute. Um, right. 
improve our capacity to execute yeah. is actually the first and primary focus of what I'm trying to do. Um, because it's often the case that um, CIOs or executives will kind of come at it from a different way. It's like, um, okay, well, what's our vision for the future? Um, and they'll think of it in terms of the what. Um, so what do we want? What do we need to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. Um, and therefore the strategy is, you know, more centered on the idea of a vision for the wonderful digital future that will be created um, and, and the conception of a, a digital transformation program, probably with a capital D and a capital T, yes. uh, and represented, you know, heavily in PowerPoint and roadmaps and all of that. Um, just, uh, just not, just not a, just be careful not to have an A after the D and the T after, as any slightly parochial joke there, but as anyone in Australia will. Yeah, uh, we'll get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so this, you know, the sense is often people think of digital transformation as uh, an exciting vision of the future in terms of the digital solutions and the wonderful things. Yeah, that's of course what we are trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. the, the point, however, for, that I've learned over the years, um, particularly through my experiences in DHHS, is that the first and primary goal has to be to strengthen our capacity to execute. Yes. Um, because if we cannot execute, it doesn't matter what the vision is. Exactly. You, you, won't, you won't pursue it. And yeah. there's yeah. so many examples that I can point to um, throughout the public sector and many organisations of the wonderful vision, the wonderful PowerPoint deck, the wonderful, you know, extremely well thought through roadmap and program. Press, press releases and press conferences. Yeah, yeah all the That's wonderfulness right. of it, which come to naught. Like, mm. it, they just did not actually, when you look back on it with a critical lens, actually deliver anything. <laughs> and, and the worst thing about that was um, the distraction of time and the waste of time and energy and resources. Mm. So to my whole focus, and, and it's in the essence of the platform plus agile method, is first focus on getting the money to put in place platforms to deliver in a more agile manner so that as fast as possible you can deliver some useful things yep. and then learn from that and then learn what works and what doesn't work and speed up the cadence of the delivery of more useful things. Yeah, yeah. And so, so once we're down the track of um, being a bit more confident about all of that and have some track record, then actually we have earned a ticket to have a conversation about, okay, let's agree the list of useful digital things that we are going to deliver now that we have established a capacity to do it. Um, and then things happen very quickly. In my experience, the hard part is getting that moving, getting the capability established. Mm. But once it is established, it turns out um, that all of this promise of digital technologies, cloud services, agile ways of working, low-code application development platforms, genuinely smart digital ways of going about things. The promise is actually true <laughs> if you can execute. Yeah. And as long as, so if you can execute, then actually the game becomes exciting. Yeah. 
um, and you can deliver, you know, really quite spectacular results. So back in, in the DHHS experience, we delivered, uh, when I was um, doing my leaving kind of um, um, celebration, the team prepared a list of um, uh, the key applications of consequence that we delivered. Um, and even myself, I was thinking, oh, yeah, about 60 or something. It was over 100 applications that wow. were delivered yeah. um, over what was about a five-year period. Yeah. And many, many of those were significant um, applications used by multiple agencies, protected level data, high transaction volumes, um, and in some cases th themselves individually transformational in terms of their impact on, on service delivery and, and policy outcomes. So, and that um, just kind of happens. <laughs> yeah. you know, once, once you can execute, then there is an infinite demand. The thing that's holding back demand is, um, is, an, is executives' confidence that even yes. not worth asking because it can't, you know, you don't have such a low degree of confidence that it could mm. be delivered. Mm. But also the sense of, um, the lack of productivity means that it's all too expensive. Um, and if, if people learn over time that the only way to do IT is with big money and big projects, then it just translates into doing less. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> don't, don't ask for too many of those projects because you know that they're too expensive. They take too long. Biting off, biting off more than they can chew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I love that quote from Wayne uh, Gretzky, the um, Canadian ice hockey player. You know, you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes. Uh, so a big part of digital transformation is simply getting yourself into the position as a CIO. Mm -hmm. Your organisation can confidently take more shots. Yeah, yeah. Put more of them into the goal. And once that is um, once that is starting to show progress, then actually a lot of um, digital transformation looks after itself because yeah. it's just one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think that um, that quote of yours, Steve, that um, execution needs to be the strategy is, is very, very powerful for yes. for all CIOs. It's a, a fascinating account of. Um, of you know the, the get fast thank you so much for the updating us on one of the more stellar cio careers in australia steve thank mm -hmm. you very much for, for joining us on cio leadership live and look forward to speaking with you again very soon great well thank you very much for the opportunity david cheers wonderful